What's up, guys? We have our first player guest today here on the Relentless Hoops podcast, Brandon Robinson. He's a Georgia native, actually. A lot of you guys probably know him from his time as a player at UNC. I've known Brandon since I was a sophomore in high school. We trained together throughout uh, high school and college and developed a f- good friendship and mutual respect for each other. It's been really cool to see his journey as a player. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing? How are you holding up during this time? Doing good, man. It's, it's rough. Uh... It's, it's tough just being in the house all the time and not like really being able to finish out my senior year of like school with my friends and stuff. But um, I'm just glad I'm safe and I'm glad my family's okay. Definitely. So a lot of people uh, listening will know um, a little bit about you, you know, being a Douglas County, of course, knowing you um, from being a player at UNC. But for those that don't, um, maybe talk about your background a little bit, your root, you know, your roots, uh, where you've been and um, where you're at now. Uh, like you like you said, um, I played at Douglas County High School. Just finished up my last year at um, North Carolina. Uh, had a great four years there. Was a part of a national championship team um, my freshman year. Uh, had a good career, man. Um, had no regrets. Um, uh, loved the decision I made to go there. The best decision of my life, just being a part of a historical program like North Carolina and, and being able to be coached by a Hall of Fame coach like Coach Williams and meeting um, – just so many great alumni that have been to that school, um, playing there. It, it's it's unbelievable how much North Carolina means to me and um, just how much uh, me being at North Carolina did for my community of Douglasville, just seeing the light that um, people had and how happy they were for me and how proud of they proud they were for me and just um, being able to inspire um, people coming up, like in um, going into mm-hmm. high school, going to Douglas County, uh, giving them a chance to see that they can make it D1 just by being at a school like um, like Douglas County. And I yeah. think that was something big for um, me and Hassani that um, went to South Carolina. Uh, we were, uh, two guys that stayed in our community and didn't leave our community. A lot of times you see people in our community when – they get an opportunity to leave to go to private schools and stuff. They decide to do that. And I think yep. it's a big thing for us to just be that example. And along with um, one of my high school teammates, Khalil Waters, he, uh, he just at Troy. He's at Troy now. But okay. he stayed in Brookville and played there. And I see a lot of more guys starting to stay around and seeing them get those uh, D1 offers that they like. So I feel like people can, can uh, stay here and they know um, if you're good enough, they'll come find you. Yeah, I love that. Um so some current news with you, you just signed with uh, Durant Sports Management, and that is Durant with two R's, Greg Durant, um, who played at Florida Atlantic. Um, some of his clients are, uh, I think, Wanyan Gabriel, Frank Mason, and Asani Gravy, you just talked about. So yeah. talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what, in, uh, what went into that decision and how you think you'll benefit from that relationship. No, you know, it was a tough decision for me. I had a um, couple guys come up with me that, that were really good, and I felt like I couldn't have gone wrong with this decision, but it was kind of like a, more of like a college decision again, you know. I sure. feel like with a lot of schools that I had in college, I would couldn't go wrong with anyone that I would pick, but I wanted to pick the best one for me, and I feel like that would benefit me the most, and that's why I picked um, Gary Durant to represent me. I feel like he has a lot of guys that are similar to me and it's similar mm-hmm. to my situations, and I feel like he can um, benefit me. And he's experienced. He's played the game of basketball. He's been around basketball for a long time. And that was something that was important to me. I always like wanted to be around people that have been around the game, know the game, and they could keep it real with me. And that was uh, one of the oh, big yeah. things for me choosing him. And then I also feel like with this time going on, it's also good to have somebody that has those connections to teams and um, 
not here, just everywhere, because, you know, you never, we don't know what's going to be the next step. We don't know what's going to happen. So I feel like that's why I chose him. Sure. So you just touched on this a little bit. Um, so what, I guess two weeks ago from today, we would have been finishing out the final four. The college season would have been done. You know, seniors like yourself would have been preparing for what's ever next. And now we're in a, you know, standstill. So what's uh, what's life like, you know, during this time for you, you know, with workouts, trying to stay in shape, doing whatever you can to prepare for, you know, your professional career? Yeah. So one thing that this has been for me, I try to uh, get up in the morning early. It's, it's kind of hard knowing that I don't like really have any obligations throughout the day. <laughs> admit to so it's just like I try to just get out the bed as early as possible I try to like wake up um around eight o'clock and eat and I'll just like do my homework or knock out any assignments that I have for the day and just check on my schoolwork because I don't want to get behind on that it's easy to like get behind on online classes because it's just oh yeah you know I'm not going to class so I just check up on my online work make sure I'm taking care of that and then now once I finish that I'll give me like a little workout light workout and I'll try to just like lift some weights and stuff have a couple of ways here at home and then I'll eat again. And then me and my dad will go outside in our front yard and we'll just get some shots up. And then probably like towards the end of the day, I just kind of play video games with my friends and stuff. And like, sometimes when I get tired of video games, uh, I've been watching a lot of films. So I've watched yeah. a lot of guys uh, that are in the NBA now that were, um, that just got drafted last year, just watching what they do, okay. watching all the guys in my position. And then, uh, just trying to just just pick their pick their game apart and just see what makes them successful and see um, what spots they score in, what things that um, I can add to my game and, and what to look for on that next level. So I've just been doing a lot of film work too. Definitely. So um, let's go to your high school career a little bit. So you had a little bit of a different path than most, you know, blue blood recruits. It wasn't like, you know, you've been hyped up since you were a freshman, you know, been one of those top 20, top 25 guys. So let's go to your, you know, your junior season is what, where that ascension really started. Um, right. So kind of walk us through, you know, your junior season, high school year, you know, once uh, Roy Williams started to recruit you and then, you know, that AU season you had with the Stars um, that summer too. Yeah, I tell people a lot that my college career kind of reminds me of my high school career a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's like my role um, just increasing each year and to being dependent more by my coaches each more each year. And I felt like um, my freshman year at high school, I was just like having fun. I was just excited to be <laughs> on varsity. Just like I didn't even expect going into high school to be on varsity my freshman year. And then my sophomore year starting to play a little bit more, getting better and better. And then that junior year came where I felt like it was really my time to step up when we had um, one of our main scorers, Justin Bridges, leave. And um, he was a big part of our team. And I it was kind of like my time to step up and be more of a leader. And you know, that season, I was kind of up and down a little bit. I, I felt like I wasn't playing as good as I was my sophomore year, dealing with just kind of like injuries here and there my junior year. And then I felt like towards the end of the season, when we started getting the region play, I started getting getting my groove, starting to feel healthy and, and started getting back to, um, to to good shape. And, you know, we played Wheeler High School in um, the second round of the, of the state playoffs. And honestly, we didn't want to play them, but I'm kind of glad we played them. You know, them being uh, the, I think at that time they were like the number two team in the country. Yeah. Um, they had beat Mount Verde, who was the number one team in the country that year with Ben Simmons, and um, they had Jalen Brown. And you know, going into that game, we just wanted to go out there and, and give it our best shot, knowing how good of a team they were, and uh, they were the heavy favorite to win states. And we were just going to go out there and compete. And you know, uh, we're in warm ups, warming up for the game, and one of my close friends, still to this day, DeAndre. 
we ran it back to in the back of the layup line. He taps me. He's like, man, Roy Williams just walked in the building. I'm like, real, man. And I looked over, and it was really him. Like, he was sitting down, getting ready to watch the game. And uh, I can remember, like, running to the bench, uh, about to uh, get ready for the starting lineups. And I turned around. I looked at my dad. And, uh, you know, I trained him Mark. He just happened to walk by the same time. So I'm looking at them like, man, Roy Williams is here. Like, this is yep. crazy. Yeah, I was at that game, too. <laughs> yeah, my dad both looked at me like, man, let's go. Like, just play. Go out there and play. So, you know, I went out there and I, I played one of the best games I ever had in high school. And, you know, that next week after that game, uh, Coach Williams called me and I was up there at North Carolina on the Duke visit. Wow. Yeah, when they played against Duke. Uh, not on the Duke visit, but I was there on the North Carolina visit when they played against Duke. Yeah, one yeah. Of the best, one of the best games to ever be a part of. I got a chance to go to, and it was crazy, like the crazy experience of my life. Like when I walked in there, I got chills. Like I couldn't believe it. Wow. Oof. So what about um, what about what was it like during um AAU that season for you? That Stars team you played on was really good. You know, Jared Harper, Wendell Carter. Um, how was that for you once you you know started to get looked at by UNC? You know, people started to know your name a little bit. What was that like for you? Um, it was fun. It, it was also it was fun, but it was also stressful. You know, I'm the type of guy. I'm very very low key. I don't like mm-hmm. talking on the phone to a lot of people. I I don't like to be bothered. You know what I'm saying? I love the game of basketball, and I just love playing. I I don't like really like the politics and all that that's coming oh, with yeah. it. I hated recruiting because like <laughs> it's just kind of telling you like what you want to hear and trying to just convince you to go to their school. But you know, being a part of that Georgia Stars team, I felt like it helped me um, for my college career because. In college, you play with a lot of great players. Like, everybody is a good player. And you got to find one thing that you can do that makes you stick out to help you stay on the court and, and play that can help your team. And I think that was one of the most important things for me um, during that season. You know, a lot of people, I think they don't understand my game or they don't understand that I have a lot of different pieces to my game that I can – each mm-hmm. game I can show you something different. And I feel like that whole season with the Georgia Stars, I was kind of like a glue guy on the team. I did all the dirty work. You know, I was just making the right plays, knocking down the open jump shots when I needed to, and just being that defender that um, we needed because we had guys like Wendell, Yudoka, Jared that could really score the ball, and Trent that could score the ball. And we also had guys coming off the bench that could score the ball too. So we all, we needed that playmaker. And I feel like I was that playmaker for that team. And I feel like that's what helped me um, help, help me be successful and help us be successful. You know, and I yeah. feel like sometimes that could have hurt me in recruiting or things like that, but it ultimately helped us win more. And that's what I enjoyed about the whole process. And I feel like um, me going through that, it helped me so much going to college because yeah. that was my approach in going to college. Like, I just got to find one thing that coach can put me in and help that helps me get on the floor. So that yeah. was the thing for me. I think a lot of high school kids don't realize that then when you're coming into college, um, most freshmen aren't going to be asked to be the main scorer right away. So if you yeah, already yeah. found ways to, you know, impact the game in other ways, you're that much better prepared. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, unless you're a top 25 recruit or you're like going to a situation where somebody leaves unexpectedly, unexpectedly, that's like an upperclassman, you're going right in that spots for you. You're not going to be that man scorer on that mm-hmm. team. Got to find out the ways to get on the court. Yeah, it's a lot different than most guys' high school situations. Um, so, you know, going to that, you know, with you rise, you know, rising as a prospect and coming from, you know, a little bit unheralded to being at a at a UN, at UNC, um, there's a lot of work that goes into that. You know, I've seen that. I've been in the gym with you in the summers when it's just me and you, you know, past midnight. But I think a lot of 
high school yeah. kids don't understand um, what actually goes into that. So talk about maybe, you know, the work ethic that goes into that. Cause it's not like you just woke up one day and it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to UNC and it just happened like that. Yeah, man. It was, a, it was, it was a lot of hard work and you know, it's like just, just grinding. I remember, uh, I remember that junior year, like that junior year. And then my senior year also, I remember those two like years specifically. I remember I used to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, my dad used to take me down to, um, down to raise in Atlanta I used to go down there I used to do like um, strength work with him and then I would go mm-hmm. to school and then I would go to basketball practice and after basketball practice or workouts I would go work out with Mark and we would <laughs> get the gym to like one o'clock and yeah. I would get home eat late and then wake up and do the same thing again so it was just like that constant work constant sacrifice and like Sometimes, like I used to think, like man, it's crazy. I'm waking up this early, going to bed this late, and doing it over and over again. Like yep. wondering if it was really gonna pay off, but everything paid off. And I feel like if you really want something, you just gotta work for it, and it'll happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that type of you know, those type of habits and dedication to things help you, you know, later on in life when you're preparing yeah, for whatever exactly. else you're gonna do. Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you touched on this a little bit. You you went through a lot at UNC. You, you experienced it all. You, know, you won a national championship. You had to deal with some injuries. Um, this mm-hmm. year, you guys weren't as good as a team historically, but you had some really good individual moments, which, you know, got you um, looks from pro scouts and stuff. So just talk about that experience um, as a whole different thing, you know, different challenges and what you enjoyed about it. Yeah, my freshman year um, coming in, I just wanted to be able to help the team any way I could. I didn't go in with, like, any expectations because I knew this team that I was going to be a part of had just went to the national championship game um, last year, and they weren't losing guys in my position. So I was just going to go in there and fight for whatever minutes I could get. And, you know, I played in a, um, I played in almost every game my freshman year except for, I think, the Final Four and the national championship. And I want to say, like, the Elite Eight game, but I played in every other game. And that's mm-hmm. really good for a freshman. Some places, freshmen don't even get that opportunity. And for me to be on a national championship team and play that many games, and oh, yeah. uh, that's that was that was a goal for me. And then going into my sophomore year, I wanted to to work to to just be like a, a prominent role player. And at first, during that season, um, those first couple of games, it didn't happen like that. And I just had to kind of like keep chipping away and throughout the season, like find my way. And my mentality over those course of those seasons when I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to was, all right, I got to go in a game with this small amount of time that I get. I got to be a star in my role. I can't make mistakes. And I got to make the best of these minutes. And I got to play as hard as I can in these minutes. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I kept doing. And then my junior year came around. And I feel like Coach saw, the, saw those things that I did in my sophomore year. And he gave me more time, more freedom. And then when it got to be in my senior year, coach had the utmost confidence in me. And I had the utmost confidence in myself because I've been playing behind pros. I played behind Kim. Yeah. I played behind Nasir Little, Theo Pinson, and Justin Jackson. And going against those guys every day and the pros in the summertime that were coming back mm-hmm. it me so much better. So I knew, like, if I can go against them and compete, I know I can go out here and play against guys in the ACC that I'm going to be playing against because I feel like, those guys were were either better or just or equal to the guys that I was going against. Oh, so this, easily. So this this season going in, I was just so confident in myself, and I put in so much work that summer to prepare yeah. myself for the season. And then you know it was crazy that very first game I get hurt, 
and I missed the first five game of the season. And then I was kind of devastated because, you know, we scrimmaged um, Villanova for like our season. Yep. And I didn't I play as well as I wanted to. I think I only had like two points or something. And I feel like I was just all out there like overthinking and not playing my game. And coach just told me, you know, son, be yourself. Like I trust you to be a starter for a reason. And when he told me that, I was just so much more relaxed, more confident of myself. And in our first like scrimmage game of that season, like our real scrimmage game to the public, I had like six points and like four minutes of playing. And mm-hmm. I got yeah. hurt. I, I got a block and I rolled my ankle and got hurt. And I was like devastated. Cause I was like, man, I just worked so hard and I got to this moment, I got hurt. But I had to get out that moment and just uh, know how to attack my rehab to get back on the court. And once I got back out there, um, you know, I wasn't always like 100% healthy. My ankle, it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of get over a high ankle sprain, so I was still dealing with that. So I had to just kind of like, you know, take my rehab really serious and learn how to rehab and still be able to put in the proper extra work that I need to to be successful um, and learn how to just, just deal with both. And I felt like I had a, um, a lot of good games this year. I wish we would have won more, and I thought we could have won more. I think if we would have been – uh, healthy as a team as a whole not just myself but guys like Cole and mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah Sterling if we were all healthy I thought we could have been a really good team this year and I still believe that and you know it just didn't it didn't work out that way but you know one thing that I loved about that team and I loved about us is no matter what our record was we was just gonna come out there and fight every game you know a lot of teams yeah. would have gave up and would have folded and we went into the ACC tournament trying to really get to the championship game and still yeah. trying to make the tournament, like, you know, we weren't out here just saying that for the public. Like, we really believed that we were better than a lot of teams that were playing. You know, a lot of games were right there. Our season could have been so much different if one possessions and so many games went totally different. <laughs> uh-huh. And I feel like, you know, we, uh, the Syracuse game, it was it was kind of tough. You know, we got a couple of uh, calls that didn't go our way and kind of took me and Leaky out the game for a little bit. And it was yeah. kind of hard to get that rhythm back. But that first game, we played against Virginia Tech. We really let people know that we're here and we're not just coming here just to leave and get the season over. We'll be coming here to compete. Yeah, and I was I was up there for both both those ACC tournament games, and I could tell you know from the beginning of that Virginia Tech game that you guys were coming in looking to to make a statement, which everyone yeah. was talking about going into the ACC tournament. So, um, I think another thing that you know high school kids underestimate a little bit is the um, the mental challenges of adjusting to the college game, especially at a at a you know a blue blood school like um, UNC. There's more tension, um, you know, on and off the court. There's a, you know there's a, just a lot of different things to handle. So, um, what was your you know approach you know mentally you know if you were struggling with different things? What is, talk about the mental aspect of of all of uh, college basketball a little bit. Yeah, you know, I I feel like um, personally, as for myself, I have a pretty high basketball IQ, and I know a lot about the game. I know how to play the game, but I can remember like my first practice at North Carolina. I was running around like confused, like didn't know anything. <laughs> I feel like I didn't know anything that was going on. I feel like I didn't play basketball. I haven't played basketball my whole life. I can remember like our assistant coach, uh, Coach Robinson, was just like on me so much about every. Like little things, like little things are important in college. Like oh, yeah. I remember a lot of times in like high school, like I could just stand up, uh, like stand straight up and just like relax when I'm in help defense and just like <laughs> be athletic enough to go make a play on the ball when somebody when my guy gets beat. 
And I remember, like, I had a bad habit of just standing up when I was a help side. Coach used to, like, get on me for that all the time. <laughs> and I had to realize, like, man, these little things are important. Like, you're not – everybody's just as, as athletic as you. People are taller than you, stronger than you. So, you – like, the little things are important, like boxing out, denying. Like, all that stuff is so important in college that people don't understand that you could get away with in high school just because you're naturally just better and more gifted than people. Like, mm-hmm. the little – really matter like teams that everybody on the college basketball level is good the teams that win are the teams that execute do all the little things right and just know the game plan and I think that's one thing that you got to really know in college like you can get by without knowing the scout report I mean in high school you can get by without knowing the scout report and knowing the team that you're going against and just go out there and play but in college it's not like that you got to pay attention to every detail in practice because like the day before the game and, like, the days leading up to the game, that's when you're doing the preparation for the team. And if you out there messing up in practice, like, when it's time for your number to get called, coach is going to look at you and be like, man, you're messing up in practice. I'm going to in the game and produce. Yeah, definitely. So, me and you both, uh, we have a lot of pride in um, our Georgia basketball. And you, you tweeted something the other day um, saying that you don't feel like Georgia basketball gets the credit it deserves, you know, in all aspects. So, um Talk a little bit about what made you say that and why you think uh, Georgia basketball should be a little more respected. You know, I when I sit in the locker room, I debate guys about, like, their high school experience and mm-hmm. the games that they play in high school. And, like, they show me their, like, videos of their high school games and stuff. And, like, one thing that sticks out to me, the first is, like, I look at the games and I look at the crowds and, like, nobody's in there. Mm-hmm. Like, games in Georgia, like, some games you got to get there, like, an hour, two hours before – Oh, yeah. Because the game is going to be sold out and everybody's going to be there and it's going to be packed. Like, it's crazy. And I feel like the players, um, I feel like uh, one thing, if all the players in Georgia, like, went to, like, Georgia or Georgia Tech, like, they would be top 25 in the country every year. Like, easily. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of kids here that could go high major, mid major, low major, like, so much talent here. And it's like, I don't feel like we get the proper respect that we do because. You know, I just I feel like we don't. I feel like a lot of times, I think it's because we're so competitive against each other, in in the Georgia basketball aspect. No matter if that's media, coaches, players, AAU, it's so we're so competitive against each other, and a lot of times we end up like necessarily like tearing each other down because yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean. To be, trying to be so much better than the other one. And I feel like one thing that I noticed about being in North Carolina area. Like, all the players there, all the coaches, all the AU programs, like, they're all connected. They're all friends. Like, it's like yeah. they support each other. They su- support each other to the utmost. I feel that. like that's something that we don't do good here. And I feel like if we do that, <laughs> we'll be so much powerful and it'll be so much scarier for other states. But I feel like we really do have the best basketball for, in the high school standpoint, just from the game, atmosphere, atmospheres, the events, even like the AAU tournaments that happen here. Yeah. Like, they've been some of the most legendary things I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that that Jalen Brown Wheeler team, you know, that was my senior year. I had to play against them three times a year. It seems like every year there's a different team that comes yeah. up, you know, McEachern, now Grayson, and different AAU teams. The Stars have their moments. AOT has had a good run. Game right. lead, of course, and the Celtics, as always. It's just, right. it's really like widespread. Every team, every team has players that, that are really good. And then you even got like Atlanta Express that, that was good then too. Mm-hmm. All right, so last question here. Um, so for some, you know, younger players that are listening that are, you, you know, 
this weekend would have been the first April live period. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of guys are losing out on the chance to get to prove themselves. So maybe um, advice for some of those guys who felt like they were going to be able to prove themselves this weekend, how to, um, you know, how they should be carrying themselves during this time, how they should adjust um, any, any words of advice you have for them. Uh, I, I just, it's difficult because people haven't been in this territory, but I feel like everything that you do, um, it's, I feel like for people right now, I think I saw one uh, of our um, like uh, coaches talk about this. I was talking to him about this. Like, how would you attack? Like, if you're a player right now, he was like, you know, honestly, you know, for some people, they might have to start reaching out to schools and just annoy the crap out of them because because mm-hmm. coaches can't go out there and recruit, and if they don't know you, they're not gonna really like take that time to go out there because they already have guys on their radar. So I think for guys that are looking for those looks and, and want to play on that next level, I think this is the time to get with your high school coach and maybe put like a tape together of the games you played and send it to a coach, send it to as many coaches you can. If, you know what I'm saying, if if like we're both coaches and a kid comes to you and um, you turn him down, but you know me, you might be able to direct him to me, you know what I'm saying? Easily, yep. Uh, so I'm saying it's just – you know, st- still putting in that time and, and still continues to work out, not lay up in the bed all day, not <laughs> lay up all night. Um, you know, it's crazy. You know, I, I catch myself doing this sometimes, but, you know, people be up to like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, just like on Twitter and social media. Like, <laughs> and I feel like colleges girl probably look at stuff like that. So I yeah. that's not, I'll give it people advice and not to be doing stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, stay up late at night, but don't let the world know your business. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, exactly. They're going to think, like, okay, well, if we don't have a game the next day or somewhere we have a game next day, can I trust this kid to get to bed on time? Can I trust him to do the right thing, you know? And, you know, um, one thing that was the biggest for me is you never know who's, what's going to happen. You never know who's watching. Just always be prepared for that moment. If I didn't work hard and prepare myself um, just to be ready for that moment when Coach Williams walked in, Yeah. Um, I might, I probably wouldn't have been at North Carolina if I didn't put in that work. I didn't wait too long or too late. I started putting in work early so I could be prepared for that moment because you never know who's watching you. You never know uh, who can refer you to somebody, you know, in this basketball world, it's a big community. You know, a lot of times oh, yeah. people don't understand that coaches, when they find somebody, they're going to ask all these people about you. They're going to ask you about your character. Uh, what he's like in the classroom, what he's like as a person, what he's like as a friend, because they're investing so much at, in you that it, it, it they can't make any mistakes because their life is on the line too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's very good. I, you know, kids, I feel like a lot of kids are unaware of that just seeing, you know, when I go through Twitter, I see kids I follow like putting out some stuff. I'm like, come on, like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be more self-aware. I'll give people another point of advice. I know one thing we do at uh, North Carolina is, like, for the freshmen, when we come in, they get, like, all our tweets of, like, everything that we talked about in the past. From, from like, middle school, it don't matter. Like, they taking it and they putting it out there because just as you know, it's like you see it every year when people get drafted, they pull out old tweets. Like, people have no life and they don't have – like, they just go back and do things because they don't want to see you, like, succeed, and they try to do anything to tear you down. So I always tell people, like, just be careful what you say, watch what you like, watch what you favorite. You know, I have to find myself, like, being very careful of things that I say on Twitter and stuff because I don't want people to take it the wrong way yeah. and try to make my words up or, you know what I'm saying, just try to paint me in, in a bad light. You know, I think every everybody 
tries to hold themselves to the utmost standard, but you know, some people don't want to see that and they'll do anything to tear you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, yeah, everyone's got to be careful with that. Cause you know, just one little, you know, miswording or like, yeah. stupid decision, it, you can take away opportunities. Especially yeah. in a time like this where we got so much time on our hands, we're so <laughs> bored, you know, <laughs> anything that could put you in jeopardy for something in the future. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I think that'll do it. Um, I appreciate your time. Uh, do you have any anything you want to end on? Any final words? Any, anything for us? Uh, you know, I just want everybody to stay safe. Uh, just keep being active uh, and and just listen to the, to the experts. You know, people are, are I see people sometimes not taking this as serious, and it's a serious matter. And uh, we just got to be careful, and we'll get through this time. Definitely. Well, Brandon, I thank you uh, for coming on. I'm excited to see what happens with uh, your professional career once this all ends. Um, And we'll keep up with you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. Yep.